0: Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends, spending time with our wonderful Lord. Our meditation today from our study, Therefore, in the book of Romans, specifically Romans 12, we're looking at Romans 12, 11, how we can fervently serve each other. This is our 16th way to show God how thankful we are. Serve God with an enthusiastic, fervent attitude, not slothful in your business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Most of those redeemed and freed from their sins want to serve the Lord and thank him for delivering them from their enslaving sin. Some serve because they have to. Some serve because they feel a duty to. Then there are those who serve him with a fervent, zealous, outrageous, contagious enthusiasm. Serve out of love, and you will love to serve. Combine a fervent inward attitude with a diligent outward action, and you we'll have a true biblical fervent servant of God. Romans 1210 10-12 gives a list of 10 ways to serve others. Let's focus on just three of them here in verse 11. Number one, not slothful in business. Don't be lazy. Never be lacking in zeal. Enjoy working hard. Work in a way that you get tired on purpose. You know, laziness seems to be best friends with apathy and indifference. If laziness were a poison diligence would be its antidote. If apathy were a disease, fervency would be its cure. If indifference was a math problem, enthusiastic intensity would be its solution. People often forget what we say and what we do, but they will never forget our spirits or attitudes. There is nothing attractive about laziness. There is nothing about apathetic indifference that would cause anyone to want to know Christ more. You know, the phrase not slothful in business is an interesting one to dissect. The word slothful means to be slow or to delay or to be late. Synonyms such as heavy, burdensome, tiresome, slow, sluggish, and inactive help to describe the word's intent. The word busyness has basically the very opposite meaning. It means to speed, to hasten, to hurry up, to earnestly and zealously attack a problem or a project. In a way, the entire phrase is saying, don't slow down your speed. Someone addicted to apathy would slothfully, lazily lag behind those who earnestly, fervently and zealously attack life's challenges. Diligence does not understand laziness. If diligence is looking at each opportunity in life as a special assignment from the Lord and using every ounce of energy to accomplish it, how would diligence view laziness? Laziness is, in essence, a lack of whatever it takes to work hard, to work fast, or to work long. So what causes us to be lazy? When we give in to laziness, what are we missing or lacking in life? It may not always be volitional, but how does a lack of restful sleep affect laziness in your life? How could a lack of exercise and stamina influence whether you approach a task with a lazy heart or a diligent spirit? How could a lack of commitment impact laziness? Laziness is a very popular sin, overlooked by many, but never overlooked by God. Next, we see fervent spirit. Someone has said that 80% of life is attitude. Our attitude or spirit in life is long remembered after what we say is forgotten. Paul's encouraging us to be fervent in spirit, which should convey a seething, scalding, boiling, hot attitude towards serving Christ. Being fervent in spirit implies that this zeal has to come from the heart. It cannot be a fake frothing at the mouth, emotional pretense, but real heart fervency. Keep your spiritual fervor. Simply care enough to let it grab hold of your heart in such a way you are totally committed and enthusiastically involved. How do you keep such fervency of heart day after day? The answer is hidden in the Heidelberg Catechism and what this study is all about. Remember, we have ruined our lives in sin. God's remedy is Jesus Christ. So how can we live our lives in a way that thanks God for what he's done for us? How will a faith-filled visit to the cross keep you fervent, hot, and intensely committed to serving your Lord? Think about what you were before Calvary and what you are after Calvary, and you will have your answer. Number three, serving the Lord. We are never more Christ-like than when we serve. A servant's heart was the heart of our Savior. Paul clearly explained this in his letter to the Philippians, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant Jesus clearly portrayed this when he personally chose to wash the feet of the disciples none of the 12 volunteered but Jesus did most were probably just not thinking they would be willing if asked but it did not come to their mind that is that is one of the differences between a true servant And a person willing to serve. The true servant looks for a task to do, no matter how menial, and does it. When you look closely at what the Word of God says about serving, you'll be faced with some very thought provoking issues to deal with. Serving can be spiritually, emotionally, and physically draining. Serve the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and many temptations. Serving involves all your heart and soul. What does the Lord require? Uh, of thee, but to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Deuteronomy 10. Serving is a choice. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That was Joshua in chapter 24, verse 15. Then serving also involves a wholesome dread of apathetic living and an overwhelming awe of who we have the privilege to serve. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Serving God with a fervent, enthusiastic attitude is a wonderful way to thank God for what he has done for us. Hey, our time's up. But I really, really, really encourage you to take this one little verse to heart. Not slothful in business. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a wonderful, good, awesome day.